welcome to issue 183 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter set, and we'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, an incumbent gardener, Sanio, along with Mike. Hello, Sanio. Nice to meet you. Steve. How are you doing? Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. And, of course, Daniel. Welcome back, sir. Great, great to have you. Yes. Oh, God. You guys have really cleaned this place up. Oh, yeah. Wait. And when were you here last again, Ryan? Can you remind us? I, I was here for Miles Morales. Uh, which I believe was, oh my God, was that already almost two months ago? It has been a little while, yeah. Yeah. Um, people can go back and, and check out that secret dossier. We we invited you on, and then we made you talk about a hero. Yeah. So that, that was kind of mean of us. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> but <laughs> we have you back on to talk about a villain this time. So, yeah, it was issue 175 since you've been on. So, you know, it's been a bit. And um, yeah, so we're glad to have you on. Tell the folks real quick how they can find you, where you are on the web, that sort of thing. Well, uh, I would I would cite my Twitter, but I feel like that's, well, X. It's X now. Um, Is, it? I would, Is it? I would cite that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, they can't even get the letters off the building. So who knows? Um <laughs> <laughs> I would cite that, but uh, I would say the most frequent place to find me would be uh, on Hipsters of the Coast, where I write about Magic the Gathering, and I'm hoping to loop them in to let me make Marvel Champions content, um, or just finding me on the Sanyo cast, which is in a little bit of a hiatus right now, only because of uh, summer and all the hi- and all the fun and we can have there. But I have a uh, couple episodes already figured out. I just need to record them. So those might actually be out by the time this airs. Uh, and that's kind of it for me. I, I write about magic and I podcast about comics and podcasting. Other than that, uh, I guess the question on my mind is, Daniel, what's on your mind tonight? For many of us villains, we can often find ourselves lacking the drive and stamina to fight the do-gooders around us. However, because of your excellent analysis, summaries, and encouragement, we villains are finding the extra boost to continue the fight for more than four hours. That's right. You are the villain Viagra for the Marvel Champions world. Wait, what? Thank you for all your hard work in making us villains stronger and more evil. You provide hope and encouragement for all lackluster villains. May your minions hit hard, your villain schemes stronger, and your do-gooders suffer against your ramped-up power. Yours truly, a revived villain, Ken S. Wow. If your encounter lasts more than four minutes, yeah. call a doctor. There you go. For four hours. If your encounter lasts four minutes, you got a problem. <laughs> so our podcast is an aphrodisiac? So, Mike, in answer to your incredulous query, that was an email we received from Ken S., I thought I would read it without intro because it would be more dramatic. Yeah, and we've heard from Ken S before. I think yeah. this is the Ken S who's won some contests and yeah, uh, I, I you know revived. I'm glad he. Yeah, hopefully he was not <laughs> knocked out too bad, but we brought him back. So 
All right. Well, you know, you know what? I just love hearing from people who just want to say thanks. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. That's awesome. He's not asking for anything. He's not, you know, criticizing us. No, he's just, just hey, thanks for being around. Thank you, Ken. That's a delightful email. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> I yeah, I think you. us as a Viagra metaphor makes perfect sense. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're gonna move on. And, the uh, X Men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed to say that now? Are we allowed to call them X Men? Yeah. Is that trademark now? We can say it. Oh, sorry. The Z Men. Z Men. Yeah. So Ryan here is here. He's going to tell us all about the Nemesis set for Kitty Pride Shadow Cat. We're going to learn all about the White Queen. Mm. And. Uh, I only know a little bit about the White Queen, so I'm pretty excited to hear about this. Yeah, this may surprise um, you, Steve. I know nothing about her. <laughs> you, I bet, as he talks, you find out that you have seen her in some movies, at least. Oh. I believe so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah at least one. Same character, yeah, at least one. Really, one or uh, secretly two, but yeah, at least one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I. I We've we've got a character that goes back a lot further than Miles Morales, so there's actually the potential for some bananas this time. <gasps> um, the White Queen, uh, the the nemesis to Kitty Pride, and oh God, who was it? Um, oh, it was your uh, Quicksilver with Avalanche. That made no sense. This this makes absolute sense because Kitty Pride and the White Queen came in in the exact same issue. They their first appearance was both in the exact same issue, oh. um, back in uh, Uncanny X Men one twenty nine in nineteen eighty, where Kitty Pride makes her first appearance. She doesn't know she's a mutant yet, and uh, Emma Frost shows up. Uh, Emma Frost, the White Queen of the Hellfire Club, shows up to basically recruit her to an unnamed establishment at that time. And uh, we later learn about I think it's about two issues later we learn that she's actually the white queen of the Hellfire Club, which is a rich socialites gentleman's club on the surface. And deep within its uh, in its ranks are the inner circle of uh, some mutants that all theme themselves around the chess set. So black, black king, black queen, white queen, uh, the rook. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, trying to think about where the where do you even start with emma frost other than you know just her her general gist so if you've read any of the old x-men comics which i don't expect that you guys have but just for like the larger audience uh the 60s were a rough rough no faith in us no faith in us yeah well well, i've read one (laughs) okay well i yeah i i've i i I'm deep in the lore of the X-Men podcasts. I'm, I'm a veteran there. So I can tell you that the first 15 years of the X-Men was a lot of like just probably closer to 60s Batman than what Ooh. people would realize the X-Men are today. Uh, Emma Frost shows up and she's like the exact contrast of everything that we'd seen before. Like Magneto put Iceman under a heat lamp to keep him captive. Whereas Emma Frost shows up and she, first of all, doesn't get to uh, recruit Kitty Pride, but when she has her chance to try to recruit Dazzler, uh, the X-Men intervene, and she just takes them all out. And then she basically, as soon as she has them abducted, says, take away their equipment, take away anything that could be a weapon. 
which is just in complete contrast to the way that uh, the mutants, or the, yeah, well, yeah, in contrast to the way the mutants had kind of faced off against one-note villains prior to that. Um, and I guess, more importantly, for historical context, Emma Frost comes up in the middle of the Dark Phoenix saga, which I think a lot of people would recognize. Uh, and that's where we get the, the focus on the Hellfire Club, um, one of their ranks, uh, one of the inner circle, um, what's his name? Mastermind, sorry. Uh, Mastermind has been doing this long, long con on Jean Grey, trying to convince her that she's actually part of the Hellfire Club, and he's kind of been dipping in to different points in her life to kind of gain her trust, and all of a sudden pulls the, the rug out front of her and goes, you are actually the Black Queen of the Hellfire Club. And this dark push that he's put her into suddenly awakens the Phoenix, and that's what kicks off the entire uh, battle the X-Men have with them. So in some ways, the uh, Hellfire Club is responsible for everything that happens in the actual greater Dark Phoenix saga. Um, oh yeah, and, and I guess uh, this is also uh, where we see uh, Wolverine during the Dark Phoenix saga gets thrown into the sewers by the Hellfire Club, and then in the next issue, he just tears through a bunch of them, and we later find out that some of the Hellfire ponds that he ripped through later become Reavers. So we've, we've seen them in a set, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Sorry, can yeah. we just savor this for a moment? Yeah, the fact yeah. that Wolverine lived in a sewer for a bit? Mm. <laughs> See, he's no better than us. No, he's not. No. We, we almost <laughs> live there. <laughs> yeah. So that story arc caps off and gene dies for the first time and <laughs> following <laughs> for the first we'll get there that's part of the bananas so after the dark phoenix saga we don't see emma for a while uh if, but by all uh by all accounts she died or something we don't know until all of a sudden about 20 issues later she shows up and she's got a mind swiping gun or mind swapping gun and mm. she swaps minds with storm now, so then suddenly Storm's got Emma's powers, and she's she's a telepath, very similar to Jean Grey, and suddenly Emma's got Storm's powers. And my only thought as I was reading back through this issue was, why take a high-power mutant and swap them into the body of an X-Men, only for the X-Men to now have that high power? Like, why wouldn't you just put Storm's mind into a grunt? Like, you go to yeah. work one day for the Hellfire Club, the next day you come home, and you're an African princess. That would be great. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, well, I swap powers to powers instead of powers yeah, to not yeah. powers. Yeah. yeah. That, seemed, that, that was the, I think that's the one thing the Hellfire Club messed up on. They, they didn't uh, properly account for what happens when you use a mind-swapping gun. But, of course, uh, our nemesis, Kitty Pride susses out that that's not emma frost that's that's storm because she untied a knot that only storm would know how to untie wait really that's that's <laughs> how she figures it out she's like that that's that's how that that's not this isn't emma frost this is this is storm only storm could untie that knot it once again this is where the bananas come in so that's wonderful <laughs> it is. So after they defeat um, Emma for that point in time, they swap Storm back. I will also say, as I was reviewing all this stuff, 
I thought that was the only time. We're going to get into, like, Emma has a weird history that I was kind of unaware of until I had to do my research, where this isn't the first time she's mind-swapped. Um, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It's, it's bananas. But either way, so then the next time we see Emma is during the New Mutants run in the 80s, where now she's got her massac- massacre, her Massachusetts Academy, where she's got her own team of, of New Mutants called the Hellions. Um, at that point, if, you, if, if you're naming your team that, I think you know you're the baddies, but I'm not sure. Um, and she tries to recruit the New Mutants, and that's like Danny Moonstar, Cannonball, Sunspot. We've seen these characters. Uh, Magic. And at that time, Kitty Pride is also a part of the team. Once again, these two are just interweaved. Um, but unfortunately, she's unsuccessful and can't recruit the New Mutants to the Hellfire Club, to the Hellions at that time. Um, she does later recruit the New Mutants sans Kitty Pride, but that's only after they're killed and resurrected by the Beyonder. Okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Okay, either way. Um, and then they, they, they join the, the Massachusetts Academy for a little bit, and then that storyline kind of goes out the door. And about maybe 10 years later in continuity, there's a big attack on the Hellfire Club when Trevor Fitzroy, who I don't think has a card, I feel like he should have a card. He's a very prominent X-Men villain. Um, But he and the Sentinels attack the Hellfire Club and kill a bunch of the Hellions. And this is sort of the redemption arc for Emma, where she was kind of a mother figure to these, uh, the, the Hellions. And now... Uh, during the attack, she's put into a coma. A bunch of the Hellions are killed, and in a last-ditch effort to save herself, a resurrected Jean Grey transfers her mind into Emma, and uh, basically pretends like she's dead. Um, long story short, so Jean had been alive for maybe like five or ten years at that point. Um, it's a long story. I can't wait for you guys to do the the secret <laughs> dossier on Jean Grey. I I pity that foo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then Jean Grey eventually leaves uh, Emma's body and Emma's just left comatose and when she finally comes to and learns about the fate of her Hellions that they all had died she decides that she needs to take on her own team of mutants um, this time the good guys she, she goes to the side of the angels for some reason and creates the team uh, Generation X clearly a 90s comic oh I get um, it I get it not to be confused with Generation Y from Miss Marvel and uh, Thomas yep. Edison. Yes, yeah, okay. yes. Uh, and then I'm trying to remember. I think at some point the Generation X team finds out about her dark past and basically kind of maroons her. And we don't see Emma for a while until we catch up with her on the mutant island of Genosha. And there she's a teacher. She's teaching young mutants how to use their power she's trying to keep them safe at this point she is very much in that motherly role and then again the sentinels attack and they kill 16 million people on the, the island of genosha wow they kill 16 million people on the island of genosha and in that moment that's when her secondary mutation where she can turn into a diamond uh comes into play and she saves herself okay um and then after that, we don't see her again until she kind of comes to, or we don't see her again until she comes to Xavier's mansion and starts to become a teacher there. And at that point, she starts a psychic affair with uh, Scott Summers. And 
Gene finds out, and then Gene dies again. <laughs> and then okay, does she die from sadness because Scott is cheating on her? Uh, I believe Magneto kills her this time. Oh, okay. All right. Spoilers for that secret dossier uh, in 2024. Um, <laughs> so that's, now that's ambitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So now that that Emma is, or now that Gene's out of the picture, Scott and Emma can finally start their public relationship, and they become leaders of Xavier's mutants. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of these things are just crazy, or uh, some of these things are a little, uh, are a little cuckoo. Um, and from there, that's in the early 2000s, and we watch. Emma just kind of be a part of the X-Men throughout many different events. Uh, um, the House of M, where all the mutants lose their powers. The Messiah Complex, where a new baby is born. Messiah War. Uh, then all the way up until... Is it another Messiah-named thing? I don't think it is. There's some. Oh, Second Coming. Second Coming, when suddenly... Uh, the mutant messiah finally comes back to our time. Um, that's a long story too. Um, but it all culminates in uh, 2012 when there is the event Avengers versus X-Men where Scott Summers, Emma Frost, uh, Colossus, Magic, and Namor all get in, uh, possessed by the Phoenix Force. Basically, somebody splits the Phoenix Force into five pieces and the five pieces go into them and that's kind of starts to become the downfall where once the Phoenix five do their thing, a lot of people lose faith in them and it's kind of put Emma into a questionable place. But of course, throughout all of these things, the highs, the lows, Kitty has always not liked Emma Frost. She's always been the one that believed that Emma was doing something wrong at all turns. And now, uh, now that the X-Men have created their, their island nation of Krakoa. Emma sits on the quiet council there. It's uh, 12 mutants from different factions, including some villains, are all sitting on this council running the the Krakoan government, and Kitty Pride is just sitting there on the sidelines, just giving them the cold stare. Oh. That's where, that's where we sit right now. Huh. Okay. So Emma's doing something, and uh, Kitty's not. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Emma's brought um one of the the hellfire club members um god he was in the the x-men the first class played by uh, kevin bacon um, oh yeah is it happened percy uh no. no uh just watch some of that uh that's no, where I we can... see emma frost in her diamond form right y- yes yeah. yeah uh um what is his name I, I wish i had written that what the heck I, kevin bacon yeah yeah it's kevin shaw. it's shaw yeah sebastian shaw, shaw. Yeah, and so him and and Emma and I and the Black Queen are the three members from the Hellfire Club that sit on the Quiet Council, and we get to decide how the government of Krakoa runs, along with uh, Wolverine and Cyclops, and I, I think like Nightcrawler and stuff like that. It's kind of shifted. The, the Krakoan saga has been going on since late 2019, and I kind of lost track of it a little bit just because. God, I had a second kid, and I couldn't buy as many comics as I used to. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> okay, so she is, it sounds like her and Kitty interweave. They're good mm-hmm. 
Yeah, at least yeah, this is a, a Nemesis set that makes a lot of sense. So Yes, um, yes, it good. does. Unlike some other ones that I've looked at and I've gone, I forgot that character even existed, but sure, let the, that's, the, that's the Nemesis. <laughs> There's been a lot of good ones, though, too. So Yes, oh, yeah, no, Fantasy Flight knows what they're doing. They, 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 they're picking good characters. Sometimes you're just kind of backed into a corner where it's like, I don't know who Quicksilver's Nemesis is. Slow people? <laughs> that old lady in the <laughs> that old lady. line that won't yeah. move? Yeah. 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 I would say the only one that I strongly did, I don't want to say strongly, but the only one that I, I kind of disagreed with when I first got into the game was Spider-Man, but that's because I didn't know that the Green Goblin pack existed yet. I was like, Vulture, really? But you couldn't have picked Doc Ock or Green Goblin, but they, they've rectified that. They, they've portrayed those characters very well. Yeah. Um, so the White Queen, you said she's a telepath. So she has psychic powers, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then she has a secondary mutation, which uh, some of them develop, and uh, she can diamond skin herself kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. But I, I would say for what we see on the cards, obviously they always pick a certain era, and they, they picked... I, I'm guessing they kind of just kind of went with the era that Emma first came into play, and I think they captured it very well, which we'll get into. All right. Well, why don't why don't we get into some cards? How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. So this is the Shadow Cat Nemesis set found in the Mutant Genesis campaign box. Five cards, four by title, plus the obligation. And Mike, you're up. All right. This is permanently phased. Give to the Kitty Pride player. Flip your mass form upgrade to phased. You cannot attack, defend, or change mass form. As an alter ego action, exhaust Kitty Pride to remove permanently phased from the game, and it has two boost icons. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Okay. You're about to say you've never played Shadowcat. I've never played Shadowcat. Oh. Mike, even I've played Shadowcat. I know. I know. I've never played her well. No, I didn't um, do that. I played her like right out of the box the day like the thing came on sale, right? Isn't that when we got it, Mike? Uh, yeah, we I was playing, playing a Gamora the... deck at the time. We were at Con of the Rings, I think. We were at Con of the Rings, and yeah, I just picked yeah, the pack. Rowan grabbed the Colossus. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so no, I have not played Kitty Pride yet. So uh, please, I'm going to bow to your expertise, Daniel. Oh, well, as a expert player of... Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, this... I don't even know if I got it during the game. It doesn't seem that bad. It seems pretty standard. Um, it does, you know, obviously kill the one thing she is renowned for in the game, which is changing all the phasing and stuff. So I thought she was interesting, but I immediately realized unwrapping that deck that a higher IQ was required. Yeah, I would say in playing her, there's so many triggers that go on that I couldn't keep track of what form she was in. Yeah, it is confusing. It's because there's a lot of responses and interrupts all at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I, I think looking at this, just the fact that she loses the chance or choice to, you know, attack or do anything like that. That's a that's a that's a hit. Right. I mean, you're going to have to flip the alter ego and you're going to have to deal with it. Um, and this is a, one of those obligations that does not let you automatically flip. So, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I like these obligations. The one that, that don't really give you a choice, because they're not really choices anyways, right? Usually it's one or the other. Yep. Uh, unless you choice, totally right? put yourself in a corner. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no, usually it's, it's right. like, for one character you want one choice, for a different character right. you want oh, another, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. not actually choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, for every card, there's never one you're not you're you're going to choose. So mm -hmm. this these ones that stay in play and they just do something awful until you decide that you have a free moment to flip and get rid of it, or until you have to. These are great designs. Yeah, they feel more like obligations. Yeah, this has to. You have to do this because I mean, this basically removes everything that like identifies her as a unique hero in the game. So, but yeah, the timing shenanigans of this—it's wild. And if you read some write-ups by really good deck builders on you know Marvel CDB, most of the write-up is like when to actually do the things to make her work. Mm. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, and then you have to be at this moment in the game at this nanosecond, and then you flip this one card to flip three out. Uh, it's, oh. I'll get to her eventually. But she's also super cool. She's also super cool. So I don't know. Yeah, and you don't have to go crazy with like tons of responses and interrupts to her flipping. You can just sort of play it a little straighter. Um, yeah. But then not being able to make those choices with this obligation is pretty good. And there she is with the Colossus and the art. So. Mm hmm. So close yet so far. Ooh, yeah, true, very true. <laughs> All right, well, Ryan, why don't you give us the White Queen herself? Ah, uh, yes, the White Queen, who is a unique minion with one scheme, one attack, and five health. She is elite and psionic, and she's got great keyword villainous. The best. Yep. There we go. While White Queen is engaged with you, you are confused. Uh, and then she's got a boost for you are a boost effect for you are confused, and uh, on top of that, one more boost icon. Nice. So, do you guys think she's powerful enough? I mean, she's described as like sometimes like I did a little quick research. Mm -hmm. She's like one of the most powerful beings in the universe, right? She, she's a pretty strong telepath, and I feel like so five making it so you're confused is is very perma confused. I, yeah, yeah, that's pretty confused. Good. I Love think it. that is a more potent than it kind of read the first time I saw it. I was originally confused why she didn't have toughness if she could turn herself diamond. But if you're saying this is from an earlier, or that they're they're pulling ideas from an earlier era, then that totally makes sense. Yeah, I would say her diamond phase was more of when she. Her, that can be more for the hero pack, probably. Mm -hmm. And now, Steve, why did you say I would know her? Uh, if you had to watch the 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 reboot X Men First Class movie with kevin bacon she's in that who plays um, her um uh, january jones from yes Mad Men? correct yep or last man on earth that movie oh that, that tv too, show yeah. that was a funny one yeah she's um and in that she has her diamond ability i don't know if she's telepath in it though is she well you know who's gonna play her now right no it's either gonna be margot robbie or lady gaga really what mm -hmm. okay that's again. The intrawebs just told me. I see. Okay. <laughs> no, it can't be not true. Actually, I think her psychic powers don't work when she's in diamond form. So she. So basically, it's kind of a trade-off. You're either super mm. tough, or you've got your psychic powers. And so I, I know in the in the comics, different times, she's resorted to just staying in her diamond form so that Xavier can't read her mind. You know, being duplicitous and all. I guess I just wish she was stronger. I mean, you don't care if you're confused. If you can just, you know, bop her on the head for five points. Okay. However, uh, yeah, you, remain you remain confused after she leaves play. So, it, so in essence, while she's engaged with the player, that player is considered, they're always confused, right? Mm -hmm. If that player is steady, they would technically have two confused tokens on them. Fine. And 
you simply cannot thwart, no matter what. Well, you know, even if somehow you could remove the confused card, they're they're immediately replaced, never go away. And even after you defeat her, the identity retains the confused status card because they are confused. Like she goes away, and they're confused when mm-hmm. she goes away, so they retain their confused status. That's how so, it works. Are you correct, sure, yes. Steve? I am positive that is direct from Alex from FFG. When the White Queen is defeated, the identity will retain its confused status cards until their next thwart attempt. Yep. That... You have to work your way through it. Okay, yeah. Right, sense. it doesn't say you are confused while engaged with the White Queen. It actually does say that. Or <laughs> when the White Queen is engaged with you, you are confused. Yeah, so that means you have the status card, though, right? It doesn't say when she goes away, you lose the status card. So you keep that status card on top. You, the but only the way to be whole, confused is to have the status card. The whole word while means <laughs> only when you are engaged with her. No, it, in in this case, it means while you are engaged with to be confused, you have a status card placed on you. So when she goes away, that status card, it doesn't say take that status card away. So it's so a direct it should read, ruling for... Okay, so it should read yeah. while White Queen is engaged with you, and then forever afterwards, <laughs> you are confused. Well, no, because you could thwart it get, to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like... It's like assigning a confused status card to the character as long as she's there. Once she goes away, that status card's still assigned. It just mm-hmm. now you I gotta tell it. you guys, I'm confused. Yeah. You should be because oh, the wording of this, the, the wording of this is it's terrible. Well, it's because we we're considering that confused status to be something other than a card placed on top of your character. So you have to put that card that confused card right on top of your character. And it stays there. And the only way to get rid of a status card is to do the action to remove it. Unless you follow the language of the White Queen card, which says while she's engaged with you, you're confused. <laughs> which would imply that when you're not engaged with her, you're no longer confused. So if, right. if wait, so if I have the confused status card. I thwart. It goes away, and she immediately puts one back. Yeah, you are incapable of thwarting while the White Queen is engaged with them. It says even if the confused cards were removed, they'd be immediately replaced so okay they, that's well, good then they to know. should be immediately unreplaced when you get character <laughs> oh because they're there they're there while but, she's there she's there's a confused but they're only on there you. because she's there yeah, but they don't go away because she's not there you but they do by reading the card what that should say is when the white queen engages you gain a confused status card that can't go away I'll be in Spot World. Call me when you're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what the ruling. I'm telling you what the ruling is and how it works. And and like That's I said, fine. if you're steady, you know what? if you're steady, you, can't you save have the two. grammar, Steve. You can't save that. All right. Well, I'm telling you what the, the ruling is. The next rules update. Yeah. Uh, it's in that 1.5, I think, probably. And uh, <laughs> but if you're steady, you have two of those cards on you. So keep that in mind too. So. Yeah. But if you're stalwart. <laughs> Uh, then you can't ah. be confused. So you don't get the card placed on you, and you are not confused. Even though she's engaged with you? <laughs> I believe that to be the case, yeah. Because she's going to put a confused status on you. Stalwart says you cannot have a confused status card, and that overrules the other card. So the cannot, I think, overrules it. Cannot always wins, right? Yeah. So I know it, it, does, it, does, seem, it does seem very confusing, so I'm, I, that's why I wanted to point it out. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, and she's the rewrite. only card in the game that does anything like this. So, um, right. you know what? They do it in the future. Hopefully, they fix that wording so folks like Daniel, <laughs> you know, don't have to look up a rule. So. I, I get the feeling that that rule is going to come back to bite them. Just 
I don't know, someone there's gonna be some card that's like every time you lose a status card, something happens. Like sweet, I have White <laughs> Queen engage with me. <laughs> you never lose it. I mean, technically, I guess you don't even lose it. So because well, you do if eight, you're thwarting, but you can't thwart because you're confused. And I confuse your main. You try to thwart, no, and no, no, you confused. get one back immediately. Yeah, when <laughs> yeah. you're confused, you thwart to lose confusion. Yeah, but it's it's immediately replaced before yep. the com- you're even. Right. So if, if they ever release a card that keys off of losing a status, <laughs> then I'm playing six thwart cards with her engage with me. I guess. Okay. Uh, that was me for writing a cryptic sentence like that. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, now we all know. And uh, I still don't think battle. she's strong <laughs> because my main complaint is the same. It's like, fine, you're confused, but and you might and you'll be confused for eternity, but you can still just I don't know. She seems to, seems to get rid of. Yeah, yeah you can bop for five and then it's over with. So, um, and you ran confused. She never got her villainous attack off. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think the psionic trait does anything at this point, not for villains. I mean, Elite does, but not Psionic. True. All right. Uh, Daniel, you like these things. I do. I love the schemes. I do love the schemes. The Hellfire Club is the White Queen's side scheme. It comes with two threat per player, three boost icons, and an acceleration icon, and reads, when defeated, the player who defeated the scheme searches the encounter deck, discard pile, and set aside area for a copy of the Hellfire Pawn Minion. And puts it into play and engages them. Shuffle. Now, what's confusing about this card is it doesn't say what to shuffle. Well, you are, it, it's reminding you to shuffle the deck. <laughs> yeah, but it could just mean you do a little dance. Yep. Oh, right. It just, it could be instructing you to shuffle afterwards. Right. <laughs> do the shuffle. <laughs> do, do like a little shuffle. Do the shuffle. The yeah, do the shuffle. Do, 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 um, do, do. In fact, I will now do that from here on, whenever I see that. Okay. Because it's obviously uh, a dance club, right? Okay, continue the card. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I, think I did it's it. A, it's a, it's a, an acceleration that fetches a little pawn minion to put out. Yeah, okay, cool. so let me let me see if I get this straight. While the Hellfire Club is in play, there is an acceleration icon. Mm-hmm. If the Hellfire Club trouble, goes away, does the acceleration yeah. icon go away with it? <laughs> 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 nice, nice, Mike. Just, just asking, asking for a friend. <laughs> it's not an acceleration token. Okay. It's an icon on the card. If you don't know how an acceleration works now, by now you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> that was good, Mike. I applaud that. <laughs> no, you put an acceleration token out whenever you get an acceleration card, and that you just keep accelerating. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's a good house. That should be a house rule. Every acceleration counter becomes a physical counter, even if you defeat the side scheme. Wow. <laughs> that would be chaos. That'd be tough. Yeah, that'd be tough. Uh well, okay, so you've you've gone through the Hellfire Club and I guess destroyed the building or something. Uh and then these guys come out. Let me tell you about these guys. The Hellfire Pawn. And there are two of these. They are not unique minions with the one scheme to attack three hit points the hellfire trait mm. which the white queen doesn't have um guard patrol and surge with a special boost put hellfire pawn into play engaged with you so they are pawns they are nothing um right little stats 
But guard patrol surge. And so. surge, yeah, great. And surge. Yep. Do you know what bugs me about them? Can I just tell you? This is so is it, anti villainous. Is it, is it that they have twice the attack of the White Queen? No, because she's not villainous. That's fine. What really bugs me is that when they come out from the side scheme being defeated, they don't surge. Oh, that's true. That's not villainous. Yeah, because it puts them into play. It doesn't save play. It doesn't reveal them. them. Yes. Yep. So there's eight of these, right? <laughs> Two. There's, uh, Two. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, there's eight yeah. while they're engaged with you. <laughs> <laughs> The trick of this is, um, so you defeat the Hellfire Club, and you search the encounter deck and the discard pile in the set-aside area. So they could come out, you know, even if they haven't been brought out with Shadow of the Past yet. Um, but if they're already out in play, nothing happens. Steve, so, how would they come out from um, out-of-play area again if the Shadow of the Past hasn't come up? There is that set. There's that one card that brings out just the side scheme, right? Yep, and there's one that brings out just the... The minion, the that's minion. Right. So that's, that's right. how you could get Hellfire Club out okay. by itself. Yep. Okay. I have a problem. Uh, for whatever reason, I like to call them Hellfire Prawns. Uh, <laughs> I added R in there. Like I don't know why. So I believe that's available at Red Lobster everywhere. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, there's well, anything more to say about these little guys? I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, Ryan, take us out prawns here. Prawns. It was over. So the last card in the Nemesis set is Telepathic Restraint. Uh, it is a condition attachment that you attach to your identity. While uh, Telepathic Restraint is attached to your identity, you are stunned. I see a theme here. Uh, action, <laughs> action spend oh, to no. rain resources to discard this card. <laughs> All right, so uh, the time is now 8.50. Let's see when we finish talking about this card. <laughs> Well, first off, it's 9.50, Ryan. But, oh, true, yes. Um, I'm chronologically challenged. So, Steve, are you telling me that <laughs> after I spend two nerd resources and I get rid of this, I'm still stunned? Yes. You are a terrible man. <laughs> because oh, while it's attached to you, you will have a stunned status card sitting on top of you, and that does not just go away all by itself or by removing <laughs> the restraint. Steve! Does stunned and confused really truly always mean that you physically have the card on top of you? Yes. Or do you act as stunned or act as confused? No, you have to put the little card on top of your character. You you that that card indicates. There's still no like reason it. that when the thing goes away, you don't just pull the little card off of you. Well, it's, is there in the rule book the only way to get rid of this card is to attack or thwart? It's gonna be the yeah. It's going to be the exact same ruling as you had for the White Queen, except it's stunned instead of... Fine, and I have the exact same feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, according to the dictionary here, while means a time, a space of time especially, a short space of time during which something happens or is about to happen or be done. Be done! Thank you, Mike! But it's, it's ha it doesn't... Nowhere does it say you are unstunned. <laughs> It doesn't have to because it says while the thing is there, which implies when it's not, you're not anymore. That's what the word while means. Well, I'm telling you what the ruling is. The ruling is dumb. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this show, don't. Don't Man, listen to Do the right thing. For, it's much better for the villain. I understand. I understand. I'm, I'm speaking anti-villainous right now. I'm, But I'm, you know what? I'm more pro-grammar than I am anti-villain. Pro-villain. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, I can see where this is not new player friendly. It might not be as intuitive to a new player. Somehow, even though I'm only seven months into this game, I I feel like my brain's already programmed to see it the way that has been described. Well, even though English would dictate otherwise. (laughs) But it's perfectly intuitive to someone who reads English. The the good news is, is that it doesn't really matter. No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) You can still play the game and have a fun time no matter what you do. And it requires that someone's playing Kitty Pride and, and Shadow of the Past comes and up. The past. And yeah, someone yeah. draws this. Yeah. Actually, yeah. these cards are perfect for a Kitty Pride player because they they already occupy so much of their brain space that they're ready to play against <laughs> these cards. <laughs> the real reason it's meant for Kitty Pride. Oh, Lord. And then you never play Kitty Pride again. Yeah. Yeah. From the rules reference guide, stunned. And I'm sure it says the same for confused. Is a status that prevents a character from dealing damage with its next attack. Okay. If an ability stuns a character, give that character a stunned status card. A character is stunned if it has a stunned status card. So you have give you have to give it the card so it has the card. Now the card. So that if you're steady, it. you're not stunned. Right, but it gives you it specifically says you get two status cards from that because you just keep piling on cards till you've reached your maximum. Because of these two, I guess. So but, that that that's it. That's it. That's the ruling. You bought me a whole bag of bananas this time, Steve. A rules bananas. Hey, we didn't even talk about you. Our stuff. Yeah. We didn't go to you, so let's. Uh, we're doing okay. <laughs> you are stunned. Okay, that's it. If we're not arguing about you, the game is just dying, isn't it? Right. it truly is now. Truly is. Yeah. Uh, but everyone, listen to Mike when he said, you know what, it really doesn't matter because you just play your game. <laughs> it has no, thing, no bearing. Grammar correct. Do it. <laughs> Do it. There's no stopping you. So, Daniel, how would you want it to be worded? While telepathic restraint is attached to you, you are considered to have the stunned whatever. But, that, the but then you remove it. Are you still considered to have the stun- I th- I think there's just... Okay, here's how I would do it. Um, I'll go go back to Kitty Two with the uh, White Queen here. I want villainous. Uh, you are confused. While the White Queen is engaged with you, you cannot lose the confused status. That's what I want. Yeah, that works. That still doesn't yeah. mean the card goes away when she goes away. I mean, you could yeah, even do like at the beginning of each villain phase, you are confused. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, these are uh, these are traits or. Uh, constant abilities so like mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. or you don't change anything and you just make the rule go with the grammar no because that's not what the intention is the intention is and she's confused you even after she leaves you, you, it takes you a minute to shake it you off you think that's the intention steve you yes, don't think the intention of this card if this card is really that you have the status while it's attached to you or with you i i you think I it's a lingering that. effect card I think it is. I think it is. Which is what makes her better. I want a custom card with this entire conversation as the text box. <laughs> it's a big card. Wait, is there even a lingering effect in this game? Is that a thing? Like it is in like Magic and some other dumb card games, but is that one near? Well, sure. Uh, anything that says till end of turn, till end of phase. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> Anyways, I, this has been great. This is a good conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with game. 
people are both smarter and dumber for listening to us. So. <laughs> All right. So you're either on Team Daniel or Team Steve. Right in, everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Caleb's going to hear this discussion. <laughs> Who's right? <laughs> Is grammar and centuries of the English language correct or Steve? Or the rulings from FFG. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes the game? <laughs> or a woman named Alex. You can find the ruling on page 53 of the RRG version 1.5. 1.5, Steve. Yeah. 1.8 is coming. Oh, or you can go to dictionary.com. <laughs> right, let me read it directly. Okay. <laughs> somebody, people ask this a lot. The phrase, you are confused, instructs you to place a confused status card on your identity. Because White Queen uses this phrase as a constant ability, she continuously places confused status cards on the engaged player's identity until that identity cannot have any more confused status cards. Normally one, but can be more, such as when the identity has the steady keyword. If that identity attempts to thwart, they can do so and remove their confused status cards, but will immediately be given more confused status cards. When the White Queen leaves play, any confused status cards remain on the identity until that identity attempts to thwart in order to remove them. So. Wait, so if you're playing across the table from <laughs> Doctor Strange, he always has a target for that card that can transform oh, status he cards? Could, yes, he could He could change a confused status into a tough. You would immediately be confused, but you'd gain the tough. And then he'd do it again. To, oh my goodness. Yeah, we'd have to be able to use the card again or whatever. But but you could only have one tough, so you'd have to change the confused into a stun. Unless you're a Colossus. Whatever. Yeah, unless you're Colossus, then you could have... You could turn <laughs> too confused into two tops. Mike, this is your trick. This is your trick, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I like> it. <laughs> oh if we can engineer the game for that. Oh my goodness. That moment. Now, if somebody would just play Shadow Cat and get Shadows <laughs> of the Past, we're good to go. <laughs> Right. And you have to have Doctor Strange in play and Colossus. So I think we know who we're going to play when you read our campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys oh. think of this set? Very different things than I did 20 minutes ago. I'll go first. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the the side scheme and the little minion are super exciting. The other two cards are, are pretty interesting. At least, you know, um, I think Daniel's right. Maybe she could be a little bit tougher. And uh, the obligation works, so I it, I think it's a kind of a middle of the road, yeah. uh, modular modular nemesis. So if you have, give it a rating, though, what are you going to give it? I, I'm going to give this one a C or confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, C C for grammar. I'll give it a B because no. I really like the perma stun perma confused. It really really is awesome, especially because it really is permanent based on. Yeah, the, I kind of well, wish yeah. there was. A little bit more of that, and maybe less of the weird Hellfire Pond thing. Mm. But I know they only had five cards to work with. That makes sense. She would be right for uh, for the uh, Enchantress treatment, where you get double the sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. that would be crazy. Well, if um, she's such a powerful character, shouldn't she be a villain in her own right? She, yeah, she could be a villain. Um, unless Wild doesn't mean Wild, in which case it gets an F. <laughs> so there we go. There you go. Dude, what happens? What happens while she's a villain? Oh, <laughs> while she's a villain, this uh, <laughs> this set gets an A. Yeah. <laughs> oh golly! 
I mean, I I think overall, I would give her. I think a B is probably a good rating. I think it does. I think as a nemesis pick, she's perfect. I think that several of these cards do speak to how powerful of a telepath she is. But I now understand that there may be some rules understanding that this may have created. <laughs> well, you know, Shadowcat's hard enough to play, and now you have to deal with the wording of her <laughs> nemesis set. Um, but maybe maybe that's just a meta thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of perfect. Huh. All right, um, Steve. Well, I apologize that I was cantankerous tonight. Oh no, this was good conversation. Grammar gets, me, grammar gets me worked up. You and I, we, we we shout a little bit over our guest, which I, that's what I feel bad about. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> that's, that's Sorry, fine. Ryan. That's fine. This was entertaining. I got but, to watch this live. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan, all of your teaching of us was great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, folks. Check out his stuff i'll link it in the show notes again and uh mike if people want to uh tell us about oh team steve what or if, team if, Daniel or, yeah. if they want to tell you how, how much you're wrong yeah you can email steve at critical encounters pod <laughs> at gmail.com you you're not the only ones we're going to read on air are the ones that say i'm right but <laughs> yeah because our villainous overlord hasn't given us the password to that email yet eh? <laughs> that's smart yeah, and I won't while I'm in charge. <laughs> Was that, does that work? I don't know if yep. I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah. While, while you're in while charge. You're in charge while you have to while I know the password. I will not give it to you. Wow. But when you go uh, away, we still won't have the password. Not until after you email once, and then you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you're still listening, we are also Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel or Patreon by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, Honor Duke, and Hipster Blaze. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. White Queen, pick us up. Be a deer and don't move. Or talk. That's better. And I'm going to say issue this time, not episode, at least three times. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Make sure to call it right out, too. Yeah. Like, no, and no. you'll end up in the outro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Welcome to episode 183. <laughs> is, of that the- it? is that it? Is that <laughs> episode? I, I told I still wasn't to do it, and I did it anyway. Okay. But you did it with such confidence and applause. <laughs> While this card is in play, I'm unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also unhappy when it leaves. Uh, (laughs) Momentarily. (laughs)